We are standing strong here on 90.4 Capital FM because we have a master in the studio. My name is Martin Karioki, master of none, but we have a master, Davido featuring, oh, is it Davido? 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 Davido. Oh, okay. David O. I got it, finally. It's David O. Ah, okay. Oh, that's what it means. Hey, David O. Oh, that's how his mom used to call him. David O, get me there. I'm so worried. <laughs> it's that the I name. I'm so worried. You never knew that. I, that no, it's not, no. It's not an African name. It's David. Oy. Then we are no. <laughs> David O. Yeah, David O. And My the Sunday. is painting. And, and, and listen to this. This is the most creative name for a group. They're mm-hmm. called the Sunday Choir. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fantastic song there. Uh, uh, but now... It's like Joy Bringers. Yeah. <laughs> Joy Bringers is actually very serious. It, it is. Yeah, it but is, uh, let's is. go. Let's, let's be serious here. Uh, oh, sorry, a sorry, bit sorry. for like mm-hmm. a second. Okay. I have a question for you. Yes, yes. You are yes. our jam master today. I am. And it is important for us to know something. Uh-huh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mabibi na mabwana. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, who am I? Mm. Um, I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. I am a child of two wonderful but crazy parents. Huh? They're, they're still with us, both of them. Yeah. Um, I am the simple sister and sibling to, to, to my two lovely siblings who also drive me insane many a time. I am a friend. Yeah. I am a partner yeah. i am a an auntie to amazing 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 nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and i am an african woman and an african storyteller okay so uh from many my, things huh? from my deduction yes in my psychology the deduction they, they of are, the deducing mm-hmm. they say, uh, deducing of the psychological uh, aspect so you're a middleborn child no i'm a firstborn that is exactly what i'm <laughs> <laughs> The deduction is not deducted. Yeah, so <laughs> people who are driven crazy either fast or middle. Uh, because the last is the one that drives everyone crazy. <laughs> so, so African, Hi, Afri- <laughs> African storyteller. African storyteller. Now, yes. can you tell us a little bit about that? How did that start? Where, where did that come from? Did you say your name first of all? No, I didn't <laughs> say my name. What is my name? My what name is, is Mona yeah. Nya Mushemi. Mona Nya. The Nya stands for Nyambura. Everybody oh. asks me. Yeah, that's it. Oh. My surname is Mushemi. It's yes, oh. Nyambura. Yes, that's that's who I am. Those guys are here wondering where Nyambura. I am named after my Shosho on my dad's side. Oh, okay, Nyambura, carry on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So, but uh, I'm of mixed heritage. You know, yeah. even Africans we have mixed heritage. Yeah. Within. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, within. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's start from there. The, 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 uh, Nya is born. Yeah. Nya is born. Yes. So, uh, for those of you who are aware, Nyambura is of the rain, which is a blessing. Yes. And I'm the firstborn, so obviously I'm named after my Shosho, my dad's mom. Um, I never, I never knew I was a storyteller until pretty recently, to be honest. Uh-huh. Yes. In fact, I've, I've really just started to live and move into that but it's been a long <laughs> journey to get here and there's still a very long journey left. so so let's start with the journey the beginning the yeah in the beginning in the beginning the beginning uh-huh. mm-hmm. so now i went to school yeah now was part of which clubs in school so now the, the schools i went to were mm. 
a bit poosh. A bit poosh. A bit poosh. A bit poosh. Poosh. Yeah, not posh. Not posh. A bit poosh. And actually, all I, in those schools, I was mostly in, I only enjoyed swimming, to be honest. Oh, yeah. As sports, I I was always a fan of Liverpool. I know you guys are mm. very happy you lifted your five shilling Thank you so shields much. Yeah, the other day. Well we, done. We um, all my family are actually Arsenal fans. Yes, yes. So I, I feel I understand it. Yeah. Takes. Yeah. But um, so I started off really thinking I'm going to be a lawyer. Mm. I'm going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, so I studied in that sense. I did all the arts. Okay. I did your know, English language, etc. So the clubs I belonged to were pretty boring. It was just swimming, mm-hmm. to be honest. And yes. Then, and then. You moved on to... And, and then and then I became a professional. Yeah. I went to the U of the K. UK. The U of the K. Yeah, you mm. went to... What part of the UK? I... Okay. I started in Birmingham. <laughs> You're, you are straight in <laughs> India. <laughs> Is it Birmingham? Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey. Coventry. Oh, okay. Uh, both. Okay. Those are, my, yes. those are my relatives. All of them. Those are your people. Yeah. Those, those are your people. people. Yes, those yeah. are your people. So I went there to study law. I did my law degree. I then decided I didn't want to become a lawyer. So then I did another degree and then yeah. I did a, a master's in all things very different. So mm-hmm. in terms of the journey to get here, yeah. it's been a long one. But in every aspect, there's always this thing of storytelling, storytelling, yeah. storytelling. I just didn't know what the words were. So it's only recently when I really came into it and started saying, actually, I'm a storyteller. If you think about law, law is all about lawyers coming to tell a story about yeah. their client or about a particular thing so yeah. it's it's that thing yeah. um and uh yeah and then from there um wow i worked for a very long time for people mm-hmm. uh i believe i was a good worker <laughs> i mean i wasn't fired from any job good, that's that's good, good. Yeah. i mean i lost jobs redundancies but yeah. i wasn't fired from any jobs mm-hmm. it was hard work mm-hmm. it was in the UK summers yeah. and winters, which are long, yeah. very, very long. Yeah. Um, I, I experienced um, what we would call uh, dealing, managing upwards. Yeah. Um, so started at the very low level. At, at one point, I actually used to sell uh, blinds. You know the window blinds? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been so looking for be, some. You've been looking for some? Yeah, you, I got a hookup. Okay, yeah, good, I'll, good. I'll, Fantastic. I'll yeah. <laughs> And so it was usually like, and you're calling people yeah. at peak time. When I say peak time, I mean when EastEnders yeah. is about to switch on. Aha. And when you call and they pick up the phone, you can yeah. hear the theme tune in the back. So it's like uh, Korean and Mexican soaps, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and Spanish. And the Mexican. It's Mexican. Yeah, Mexican. Yeah, those ones. The ones yeah. when mother is in it. That deep. One, that then one. you, Kring! it's that the phone at the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. selling you blinds yeah. and you're hearing it let me tell you the yeah. abuse that I used to get yeah. just character developing yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and talk to Mona Samo and find out how she became a leader of all from selling blinders <laughs> in picky blinder country <laughs> good one <laughs> to where she is now we'll carry on with your story uh, from where you are right now remember uh, we're selling blinders during EastEnders. Have you had that rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, any comments for our Jam Master, let us know at the Jam 94. The hashtag is driveout, hashtag Jam Masters. And you can also WhatsApp us on 0701-984-984. Capital FM.
98.4 Capital FM. We have a jam master here. Mona Nyamo Shemi is in the building. Nyabura herself is in the building. And she's t- <laughs> talking to us about blinders and her path to where she is now. Now, mm-hmm. you are the head of programs and partnerships at Shujaz Inc. Yes. But you are selling yeah. blinders How in the UK. How from there to here? So let's shut down the blinders yeah. and move straight to, I then went to Virgin Trains. Um, Virgin Trains. Eh? Virgin Trains. What? In the U of the K. What? You've heard of Richard Branson, Yes, no? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at Virgin Trains. Oh my. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Imagine, yes. Did you meet him? I did actually. Wow. And he used to throw he used to throw bashes for like his staff in his obviously humongous estate. Not You went to his estate. As as staff, we did. There was always like a summer bash. For real. Hey. Yeah, that guy was dope. Why lie? Richie, Richie, Richie. Richie. Ah, Richie was doing very well, uh-huh. doing very, very well, and he made us all very proud to be yeah. Virgin Trains. Yeah. And then, and that I was there for a number of years, and then I went to Digital UK. What are you doing for, for him? Uh, so I was working. Eh, I did a, a, a number of jobs there, but there was like customer relations. Yeah. I did PM work, project manager work. I did. I was. I was a PA at one point. I was a team coordinator. Like I did a lot of things in that. Like I think that would be my first formal job, shall I say? After the blinders, I also used to give change at a betting company. Like there were. There's. You, you I waitressed. Yeah, yeah. You dealt with people. All the, the time. time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, can see where yeah. part. <laughs> I can see what's <laughs> happening here. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, but that was really a, a beautiful time. Made some wonderful friends. Yeah, um, and that's when I was still in Birmingham. Right. Um, and then after that, I went to Digital UK, which is broadcasting. Yeah, when we were switching everybody from analog to digital TV. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So yes. I used to work for the BBC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard people are saying we twang. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no. So at the beep, <laughs> at the beep. Thank you. That one. That yeah. one. That one. That you, one you, yes. What? What was your role? So I, I wasn't working the glamorous beeps. Let's be clear. I was yeah. working with the engineers. <laughs> okay. Who were doing all like the tweaking of um, transforming transformers and antennas into digital signals yeah. for people yeah yes right. and then i was in charge of um what we called the messaging on the on the tv screen okay funny story if you want to know about train crashes and challenges there's one time when because uh, it used to be region by region so for yeah. example let's say it's nairobi then kisumu then ld etc yeah. so one region was it was in scotland i yeah. can say this now years later yeah. without crying yeah um, in Scotland, and the messaging is usually so like, you know, it's like, you have three months to go, you have two months to go, ooh, it's tomorrow. Now, when they were not even in the schedule, how did all of, I think it was Edinburgh, get messaging that said, tomorrow your TV will be switched off? <laughs> and this happened at five o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> on a Friday. They're when? out. <laughs> My boss is calling me going, hi, so... <laughs> Why, why, what is this? Why are people in Scotland saying yeah. that their TV is about to be switched off tomorrow yeah. and they have like a year to go? Yeah. Panic. Yeah. It was proper panic. So how but did yes. you deal with that? I mean, after, after the initial shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and praying in all, yeah. in all tongues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to start scrambling and calling engineers. It's five o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Guys have gone to the pub. Uh-huh. <laughs> They don't have time for your stories. Yes. So managed to find somebody who went and just switched off all the messaging. Yes. Um, and obviously, you know, 
at that point I then went out and these are the days when I used to really drink and it was like yeah this this is this this is that night. Yeah in Philippines <laughs> in the UK you have to drink for a, a bit. Uh, then then you came back to this country. Then I decided to come back home. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And I worked at a in a fintech company called Cellulant. Cellulant. Yeah, that was my first job phone, back in Kenya. The phone company that gave us ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> I remember ringtones. <laughs> oh, that's all I remember about Cellulant. <laughs> but I know they've, they've done more now. Huh? Yes. So mm. then I was working with them when they're dealing with a lot of banks and I used to manage the software engineers. I need yeah. you guys to all know that in this whole path, nothing was planned. Look. Nothing. Like I didn't set out so, to work in the So when you came space. to Kenya, mm-hmm. how did you get your job at Cellulant? You just told them, I worked with the Bib. <laughs> what happened? And I just twanged for them. No. Uh. Um, <laughs> I went through the proper interview process. Wait, so listen. They've yes. said eh, mm-hmm. we need a software engineer. Someone who knows software engineering. No, 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 yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. They said mm. they need somebody who's in charge okay. of the team that is software engineers. And, you and who was not an engineer so that they could speak, you know, normal language, la- normal language to clients. So they needed an interpreter. They needed an interpreter and that was that was me. You Yes, because I came from dealing with, you know, engineers, spectrum planners yeah. and engineers to software engineers like ah and Richard Branson. And Richard Branson before that. And just your confidence. Those were engineers. Your uh, confidence you decided okay, I'm going to It let me tell you, it really was. It was not planned. Jeez. At all. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> So cellulant, you're dealing with banks, softwares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very irate customers many times. Then again, you know, Virgin Trains came in handy. The customer service that I did then. And the blinders. <laughs> and the blinders. <laughs> the so, blinders. So after cellulant. Uh... Consulting. Uh-huh. Yes. I went into consulting. I said uh-huh. I was tired of being employed. Yeah. And I wanted to make my own money. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So I went into consulting. Did you make money? Eish. <laughs> is this a public radio station <laughs> okay so you made money okay so i i got i got Some. my chops, you got I, chops. yeah i got my chops yes and this yeah. is the time you realize the storyteller or is this this is still you're still in limbo I, no i i started i started to go back to my initial love of storytelling and african stories uh-huh. and history uh-huh. And that's when we, we will come to, to that bit. I like it. Right. We are going to where I love <laughs> the colonial times. The co- <laughs> Before. <laughs> and Sean Kadolvis is here from Nanyuki. <laughs> anyway, 98.4 Capital FM, we have a jam master here. Mona Nyabura Moshemi. I'm not going to say Nya anymore. He's here, guys. If you have any questions for her, if you want to know basically what confidence is, it's right here. As in any job. What? Uh, you said what? A leon tema. I can interpret. <laughs> Can give <laughs> stories, but uh, before, just let us know what the jam line for the hashtag is Jam Masters. Hashtag drive out, and you can WhatsApp us on 0701 My name is Martin Karaoke, and we're here with our Jam Master. You know, you can say your name now. You are oh, my I can say my name. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's. Mo- and I'm here with my Jam Master. <gasps> Mona Nya Mushemi. Oh, yes. Uh, a story, an African storyteller. African storyteller. about to tell us how that this became. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So if you've been listening from the beginning, yeah. there's a common thread, uh-huh. which is... No planning. No planning. Uh-huh. <laughs> but really, most importantly, is that I love to tell stories. And I love to tell 
how things came to be. Yes. And that's how I finally found my true niche, uh-huh. which is African storytelling. And that's how I have my platform, Afriwetu, which talks about pre-colonial African history. And it's been a deep passion of mine from the, from from high school, actually. Yeah. But never, you know, the things like when you're growing up, the things like your parents, like be a lawyer, be a doctor, be an engineer, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Never be a storyteller. Never, never that. So yeah. you never really, so I never really sort of like dug into that. Uh-huh. So I guess what has happened is that the confidence and the quiet, so like inside me knowing that there's this thing, um, which I know a lot of people call passion. I just call it, it was almost like I had no choice. I, I had to be that storyteller. A calling. It's a calling. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. It's a calling. Yeah. And um, it's been such a beautiful journey because also I have a wonderful support system. Absolutely amazing support system. And that's what's helped me get to where it is I am. Yeah. Um, and at least in terms of how it came to be this particular machination of it. Yeah. Uh, it was really born out of, I would say, adversity because 2020 came yeah. and I was a consultant and I lost my gigs as a consultant. Mm. Like it was that time it was like, yep, you are just an extra expense. And it's not just me, millions around the world. Yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of forced me into this space of I've been thinking about this thing. I've been so like I have a crew called the 159 crew, WhatsApp group. They know themselves. Um, I have another crew called committee. And there was just this... Committee, yes, committee, Comi- committee, committee, but with a K A double M I double T E. They uh, know themselves. Committee, committee. Oh, yeah. the Kikuyus, the k- <laughs> and and Swahilis, Bantus. <laughs> mm, mm. It's a mixed group, mm, but mm. Uh, what it was is that already. Any Martin? Committee. <laughs> Anyway, so um, I'd already started on this idea of Afriwetu, but it's now when literally that adversity came and I had literally no choice but to fully immerse myself in what it is I wanted to do. So what is Afriwetu? So Afriwetu is a platform and celebrating pre-colonial African history. Uh And it is me and other Africans telling our stories. So I I am the content creator and the host for my sins. And it's it's just about getting all the research that there is on different civilizations across this beautiful, wonderful continent of ours. Yeah. Africa is not a country, this beautiful continent of ours. Yeah. And picking out the different civilizations they are, doing the research and then coming to tell it in I would say bite-sized chunks because even if they average 30 to 40 minutes, yeah. it's such, it's it's like a little, little drop, drop in yeah. the ocean. Yeah. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because the power of storytelling is something which has driven me. The confidence that I have is because of the stories that I've been told by my parents, is because of, I know my roots, I know my history, I know my people. My mom is not Kenyan, and she proudly tells me about her heritage. My dad proudly tells me about his. And it's not against another, it's just that. So that's what is the core of me, because of people telling me stories. How I see myself is because of the stories people have told me, and because of the stories I tell myself. So so what stories have... Have you learnt about Africa and, and you've been told about, not you, what the ones you've been told, the ones you had yeah. that have shocked you the most? 
shocked me in a good way. In a good way. In yeah. a good way. Yeah. So um, I think one of the the beautiful ones is, as I said at the beginning, I'm you know child of God. The fact that uh, Aksum, which is just north of of yeah yeah, what's it, what it, was Ethiopia before Ethiopia was Aksum, uh-huh, uh-huh. was the second nation globally to become a Christian nation. That the Gears Bible is 800 years older than the King James Bible. So things like that, which we we are so limited in what it is, because you know we don't tell our own stories. Nobody knows these knows so these things. Christianity first came to Africa before it hit Europe. Yes, and then mm-hmm. Europe colonized us, and then brought it back to us and told us, "Hi, this hi, is hi. guys." <laughs> you see the you see the st- the stories, guys. Oh, so wow. it became it became a Christian nation before. Rome. Yes. Yeah, it was a second nation. But it was also Christianity was on our shores in in Nubia and yeah. Egypt. So it's it's that those are the kind of things that really fascinate me. The other thing that fascinated me is in Mali, they have the first proper constitution, human rights constitution that is enshrined in who they are. So th- things like that when I do the research just fascinate me because it means that when we tell our own stories and when somebody who is us tells our stories it makes such a difference in how you think because yeah. what we've been told over the years is what has made us think who we are now yeah and that is a big problem the reason we pick some of the leaders that we pick is because we don't believe we deserve better so where can we listen or watch is it, can you watch it or we listen we we can't watch it, but yeah. we can listen. Okay. <laughs> we can listen, and it's it's a podcast. It's at Afriwetu, and it's wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Yes. We'd so. love to watch it though, so we can put <laughs> shots, you know, shots of, of small facts on small YouTube. Facts. Yeah. Uh, everywhere, you know, people like sharing videos right now. This is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. I'm still in the oral history yeah. type of you know, mode because no, uh, no as in you guys giving oh. the oral history, ah. watching you guys tell the story. Yeah, that I'm very be, camera shy. No, 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 <laughs> I, I don't believe so. I, I, I'm here to tell you today <laughs> that you are not, and you best believe. So, guys, start recording these things. Let's see you guys do the stories. And this led to your leadership role in Shujaz, I think. It did actually. Yeah. So, what happened is, lesson for all out there. Um, when I was, when I decided that, you know, now I want to go back into formal employment because I need to, you know, feed this, this beast that I'm growing. Um, I, I then went to a professional CV specialist to, so like write up my CV after all the years I've worked, you know, it was like a 10 page CV, which is just unwieldy and not interesting. So how to, so like shorten it. Um, and this is where the lesson is. So when I was speaking to them, I said, oh, I want to put an Afriwetu because at that point I was already three years in. This is my fourth year. And they told me no, because it's not really interesting. Um, and it's not really in line with your professional because I'm a, you know, operations project management specialist. That's where I lead. That is what I'd call my hard skill that I, you know, that, that, that's, what, that's the work that I've been doing mm-hmm. and consulting in. And um, this particular role, I was being interviewed for another role. And then while we were just, after the interview was over, we were just chit-chatting and I was like, oh, I need to go because I need to script. They're like, oh, what are you going to script? I was like, oh, I have a podcast. And she's like, so you tell stories? I was like, I do tell stories and I believe in the power of storytelling. She's the lady who then said, I have a job for you. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So if I'd listened to the professionals. You'd have not got the job. Yeah. And also if you're not chit-chatted after the interview. Chit-chatted. Yeah, it's Just important. treat them like human beings. Yes. 
yes. talk yeah. about yourself as well. Yeah. And if I hadn't told and I told her what it was about and why I do the storytelling and the power of storytelling that it is to me and how it changes behavior and how this is how we have to start thinking about ourselves. She's just like, I have the exact job for you. And this is when you went to... This is when I joined Shujaz. What is Shujaz? So Shujaz, hey, let me tell you. Uh, First of all, we all know that in Africa, the population of those under the age of 25 is massive. It's over 70%, yeah. right? But we all talk at them. Uh-huh. We don't talk with them. We don't listen to what they say. So Shujaz listens and goes and is the voice of the young people. So we go and we co-create media that tell us what it is young people are thinking about the different things affecting their lives from sexual reproductive health to policy to financial fitness to climate change, what they say. So it's not us talking at them. Uh It's them telling us this is what matters to us. Uh So it's this network of social ventures and we have won Emmy Awards. You know those international things? Those Uh were the gold ones. Uh Those ones. (laughs) (laughs) ones that no one can do right now because it's a strike, yeah. Right. Um, It's uh, Kenya's biggest youth media brand and we're also in Tanzania. And our team is basically young Kenyan researchers, creators, storytellers, and producers. And then we've recently, recently, uh, as this year, we now reached 9.5 young, young, yeah, 9.5 million million young (laughs) people that's more than the vote for the president thanks and then <laughs> and we just basically tell the story of the everyday heroes what you know because they're they're trapped in this so like really unrealistic view of you so have to be you ex. lead 9.5 million youths they they we don't lead them where <laughs> i can see my head in my <laughs> no actually it's a, it's a it's a big thing it is it is a big thing yeah. so we tell their stories yeah. their everyday stories yeah. their everyday hustle their everyday life and not in this prism of you know greatness you have to be this celebrity you have to be this influencer you have to be this it's like no me with my hustle here so this is what matters to me so in short Mm -hmm. from what you've told us from all your journey yes what is the biggest learning that you have had that you can tell a young nya (laughs) coming up i tell them go with your gut Mm -hmm. go with your gut naysayers will always be there do listen to advice, but please go with your gut. Never, ever, ever, ever think that what storytelling, storytelling is what is going to sustain me, was sustaining me now and is going to sustain me. If I had listened to myself, then I would have probably started this journey earlier. But then again, maybe I was meant to start this journey now. Who oh. knows? But I would say go with your gut. Listen, listen, listen to what the world around you is telling you about what is in your gut. And then literally go for it. Don't plan everything to the nth degree. That's the other thing. And pray. Hey, my God. The pray. prayers. <laughs> Many. Yeah. Yes. You've done well. Thank Fuchs. you so much for coming. You're a jam. You're a master, by the way. A true master. Thank you. You mastered one thing and everything just came together. Yeah. Well <laughs> done. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming through today. We Thank appreciate you. you. You've done so well. You've given us such knowledge and learnings. Thank you.